Rockstonics, joined by Sean Flattery and Brady O'Brien. Uh, today we have Mrs. Margaret Junkman. Mrs. Junkman, how are you doing today? Awesome, as always. Well, you are the start of the new podcast. How does it make you feel? Honored. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so today we're just going to talk about some Catholic Schools Week, starting next week. We're looking forward to it. Okay. So how long have you been here at St. Edmund? I have been honored and blessed to work here for more than 35 years. Wow. Came in 1984. Yep. Started the preschool program in 1984. What made you want to be here so long? Like, why do you like St. Edmund so much? Once you find a good gig, you want to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm building up my... uh, retirement plan upstairs <laughs> so that no it's just a great place and once you're here you're hooked so well i'm sure you got plenty of memories is there like any specific <laughs> like but i'm getting older so i can't remember as well either <laughs> no i have lots of great memories we i remember teaching over in the high school because that's where i started in a classroom over there because there was no room in the elementary And so then when they built the new elementary, I came over here and we thought of it as the promised land because we had been through some pretty rough times getting to our own building. But what's the greatest thing is I've had so many awesome families that I've worked with and children. And I'm just really humbled and honored when they bring their own children back to me. So I've had really good experience here. I mean, it's probably just crazy seeing all your little kids just now adults now, too. Well, it's funny because some of their behaviors are the same. <laughs> and I don't mean that you know, they're acting like four-year-olds, but it's like that was part of their personality. Mm-hmm. And there's, they still have those characteristics, you know. So mm-hmm. it is fun to see that. Yeah, so how long have you did you stay in the high school before you transferred over to the new building? Um well, there was a roof, roof collapse at Corpus Christi, and so they moved some of their students over here. And so then when they decided to build the new wing, uh, I moved over to a mobile classroom at Holy Rosary. So I was there from 2000 to 2002, and then when this new wing opened up, I walked in for the first time with my peers. So Awesome. Yeah. And you, before uh, we started this, you said that you're an St. Edmund alumni, right? I am a St. Emma alumnus, yep, 1980. 1980. <laughs> so is the school looking a lot different now? Than... Uh, yeah, it's a lot. To, it's quite a bit different, yeah. But some things haven't changed. I mean, the, the structure of the building is the same, but the way we're using, using the building has really changed. We had really big, oversized classes then, and now we have such nice-sized classes here at St. Ed's. I think you guys are really blessed because your teachers really know you, and know your dreams and your goals. And I'm not saying that my teachers didn't know me, but it's a it's very different than education was when I was here. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So going to St. Edmund and then mm-hmm. coming back to teach there, how has that impacted or changed your, your faith life? It's um, a good question, Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel that my Catholic faith is a big part of who I am. And whether I wanted to turn it off or not, I don't think I could because it permeates every part of who I am. And so to me, it was a natural choice to come back and teach here. Um, I was asked to come back by Father Gerald Hartz, who wanted to start this preschool. And I thought it was as if God was planting something for me. And so it really has worked out really well, if that matters. And I love that I can be my faith, be livid every day when I come to work. It doesn't have to be something I put on the shelf. 
it just is who I am. So it's nice that I can share it that way. For sure, yeah. Wow. That's a pretty nice message there. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty true message, so. Well, um, Catholic Schools Week, again, next week. Big week, fun week. Oh, yes. Any favorite memory you have from Catholic Schools Week? I know, like, gay Olympics <laughs> are always fun. Oh, Maybe yeah. movies or... Right. Well, uh, what we always joke about, those of us veteran teachers, you know there's going to be a snow day next week. <laughs> because we have gone to a lot of effort every year to plan some very, very fun things for the students and for the faculty. And I'll bet out of the 30-some years I've been here, there's been a snow day 25 of those times. So you always have to, you know, have an alternate plan and try to still fit in as much as you can. But we've got uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton on our side, patron saint of Catholic schools. I've got my socks ready to wear because I do have those socks. And um, it's it's going to be good. Uh, preschoolers embrace any kind of celebration, so we always have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody's ever mad about a snow day either. <laughs> well, no, not usually. Unless you have something super fun planned, like going bowling or going to the that's movie. That's true, that's then true. Then it's disappointing. But So what really, do your uh, kids have planned for, for the Catholic Schools Week? Well, we had an awesome committee. I was not a member of it, but the preschool was represented very well on this committee. So they're really child-friendly things that we've got. The most exciting thing that my students are looking forward to is that we're having a parade through the whole school, I think it's on Wednesday. Um, yeah, and we have had lots of parades in our classroom on cold days when we can't go outside. But when I said, you know, we're gonna go through the whole school, they are super psyched about that. So uh, that's on Wednesday and they'll be wearing red, white, and blue, which anytime you can pull a color into it, the preschoolers totally <laughs> embrace that. And so that's the, I think that's what they're looking forward to. I, they're, we're having a dance party on Friday, mm. and we really haven't brought it up to them yet because I think it would be a hard thing to wait, and they don't pace themselves that well. Well, so. that kind of reminds me, when I was in preschool, yeah. I, I remember you being over there, and you're in this room right next to me, and I thought it was the coolest thing when I saw you and your kids <laughs> parading through the hallways. <laughs> I was well. so jealous. They're a lot more engaged if they're having fun, Sean. So and it's fun for me, too. So thank you for saying that. That was a couple years ago, too. Whoa. Huh. Catholic Schools Week. Well, we are, it kind of reminds me of every week, every year, you said, like, what were you saying, how a snow day always comes? That always reminds me of Catholic Schools Week. Whenever the bishop comes, it always ends up with some kid passing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can never get away from it. So like Every year from high school, we've had at least one person yeah. pass out. And thankfully, <laughs> I mean, I love the bishop, but he's not coming this year, so we're, I mean, we're, we're they're safe this year. <laughs> Sounds that all messed true. up saying we're safe away from the bishop. <laughs> He's our so, shepherd. <laughs> so what have your kindergartners done this year? Like, despite COVID, you know, um, obviously that's changed things for, for you in the mm -hmm. classroom. Like, what have you guys done to, to still have fun and learn in these times? Well, first of all, Brock, it's preschool. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. There's a, we find a big difference between preschool and kindergarten. But um, you know what? I was very concerned when it, we were talking about the return to learn plan because I thought, how, how are four-year-olds going to handle this? But to be really honest with you, they didn't know any different. And so when you came in and said, at school we wear a mask, they just took it as 
That's just one of the expectations. And they were just so excited to be able to come to school. So they have done so well. I think they probably do better than you big kids, to be really honest with you, um, because they, they really want to be there. Um, we, of course, have to limit you know, how many children can be in an area, which is a little tougher, too, because if you bring in something new, like after Christmas, I brought in the, a little bat cave and Batman, and everybody wants to play with it, but you have to limit how many people can be in that center. And it's, they, they begin to understand and they're learning, you know, that we're doing these things for their safety, but still they're four. So mm -hmm. it has changed quite a bit. We've had really good attendance though. I usually have just one out for virtual learning at a time. And I'm so pleased with that because it's hard to be away from your classmates and watch them having fun from the classroom. And so I'm very grateful that they've stayed really healthy and um, I credit their parents with keeping them yeah. in well, school. I think that's also big with school. I think St. Evans done a pretty good job of keeping all our kids healthy. Oh, we've had sure. rare COVID cases, mm -hmm. maybe a couple every now and then, but overall mm -hmm. we've been pretty good. Yeah, we haven't. I, I, I will totally agree with you guys. We, St. Edmund has really stepped up to the plate. So uh, I can't play, I can't say the little people have done that great compared to everyone else. They're doing what, what we need to do mm -hmm. during a pandemic. Yeah, and to me, so. what, you've, what you've said is like they are very mature for their age, you know, taking the masking in stride and, mm -hmm. you know, still wanting to come to school and such. So it's awesome. They want to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, you obviously... <laughs> I mean, it's not just that they want to learn. I think a teacher's really helping out. <laughs> well, one of the best. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you again. But yeah, it's a good. Like I said, it's a good gig. You know, and I'm glad I have a job that I look forward to. I think about when I'm at home, because, you know, you feel like you're making a difference in a lot of little lives, and sometimes not just their lives, but their families too. Sometimes this is their first contact with our school. And if they have a good experience, you know, they've looked what they look at St. Edmund in a positive way and they might stay with us or at least speak favorably of us in the community. So So you have you sent your kids to St. Ed's, right? I did, yeah. I have two graduates from St. Ed's. They don't live with me obviously, but they're grown up. Mm -hmm. What are they doing now? <laughs> um, my daughter, who graduated in twenty twelve, is a PICU nurse at Blank in Des Moines. Okay. And my son, who graduated in 2015, um, he is the media and music director at two parishes um, in the Lakes area, St. Mary's and Spirit Lake, and St. Joseph's in Milford. I remember watching Kane. He's a really skilled musician. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Radio Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had good experience here at St. Ed's, and... I mean, we didn't question where to send them. This is their place, so. I guess, I don't think we asked this earlier, but what made you want to teach kids? I mean, like, sometimes people are just so scared of little kids and so hard to teach them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this, I tell this story all the time. Um, I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I thought when I left St. Ed's that I was going to be a journalism major, and I still do love journalism. I love editing things. I love reading, but... Then I got to Iowa State and just, you know, for a uh, class, I took child development and I really liked it. So I took a couple more and a couple more and thought this is really where it's, where it's at for me. So um, I'm really grateful I did. I was, you know, had open mind and I, so I started that. And anyway, so I liked the littler ones. That's, 
I guess what I can relate to better, which is not probably a happy thing, but <laughs> pretty good on, the, on their curriculum. Yeah, so it's been good. Cool. You guys have great questions. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, let's Well, what lessons have you learned that can that you can think adults and big kids can take from the preschoolers and the spirit and energy of a preschooler? That's a really good question. Um, and I'm not sure if this is the answer to that question, but um, what I think that I learned, if you can make a connection with a person, they want to please you and they want to learn from you. So if I make a connection with not only a four-year-old, but say their parent, and they feel like they are valued, they will do more for me as well. And, and I don't mean that mean work that way, but I mean they will make an effort to do their best as well. So maybe that does answer your question, maybe it doesn't, but um, life is all about connections. And if you don't want to connect with people, you're going to find that you're always unhappy with how they act. But if you work to find out what their feelings are or how, why they are reacting the way they are, you're going to have a better experience in life with life in general. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, relationships are huge. You know, you, once you understand someone, you can, I mean, you can comprehend like what they're going through, and you just have a deeper connection with that person in general. You know, if you, if you deepen that relationship, they're not always what they seem on the surface. That's, That's true, right. Yeah. yeah. And I know, like. Preschool is just a huge age, like, even though people might not think it, but, like, that's when you start forming, like, relationships with new, new friends. Absolutely. And, like, all those, like, I don't know, all those little kids grow up to be, like, your best friends throughout your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's where they start to get social. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, what, that's more than the academics. Mm -hmm. It really is. Learning to be a, a good person and a good friend. But if you don't pick it up when you're little, it's going to be harder the harder you go. So I, that's one, one of the reasons I was concerned about this pandemic. You know, I didn't know how much time they'd have with their peers. I was worried we were going to be quarantined like we were in the spring, and that's that's a tough way to learn yeah, your social skills. Yeah. I'm glad that now we're in person and they mm -hmm. can. They don't even know the difference, and they're no. just having fun. <laughs> they are absolutely. It'll be weird the day they come and you say, no more masks. <laughs> what? Oh, that's what you look like, Mrs. Junkman. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm kind of thinking, I don't really know unless Brock has any more questions. I mean, I'm, I don't, not <laughs> I'm not glad that you came in today, Mrs. Yeah, so glad I was able to come in today. I think this podcast is an awesome idea. You guys are off to a super start. Um, and I wish you the best, even though neither one of you were my kids. <laughs> I still wish you well. Uh, we're continuing celebrating Catholic Schools Week, and we're here with Mr. Corey Naughton. Mr. Naughton is the 8th grade language arts teacher. Mr. Naughton, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well right now. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Awesome. So, Mr. Naughton, getting right into it here, you went to a Catholic school, right? Uh, yeah, my parents, I actually have four brothers and four sisters, all Catholic school uh, people. Uh, we went through Carroll Kemper, St. Lawrence Carroll Kemper, and then for us, we had a stint over in uh, Davenport. Mm -hmm. We went to Holy Family, I believe, and then it was Davenport Assumption. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a history, <laughs> a history of Catholic schools. And you put all three of your kids through St. Edmund. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did, we did. And, and you know, at the beginning, 
um, you know, my wife is a product of, of, of public school, and, and um, she was like, well, maybe we should try public. Maybe we should try public for at least the first couple of years. And then after that, it was, there was never a, never a doubt, never a, even a choice. Yeah, it so didn't matter. We were going we to send our kids to Catholic schools. So what appealed about St. Ed's to you? Um, you know, the class sizes, the teachers were, were very personable. You could tell that they cared about the kids. Um, as, the, as our kids got older, um, it was more the opportunity, the faith-based stuff, you know, just to reinforce the stuff that we, that we try to, to try to give them at home as far as their faith goes. And then the opportunity, you know, speech, music, sports, they, had, they, could, they could do it all. Yeah, for sure. So you've been at St. Edmund for how long? <laughs> Some people say too long, but um, uh, I'm going to say about 29 years. 29 years? What led you to want to teach here? What led me? Actually, my sister a long time ago was a religion teacher, and then she worked at the parish and they had an opening. I think it was for Candy Stripe. She was a, a seventh, eighth grade uh, reading teacher. She went on maternity leave or something like that, so she called me up and said, hey, there's a job opening, and it's only, it was only a permanent sub job. So I got up here and I interviewed the stuff and I, I was uh, blessed enough to get the job. And then, let's see, that summer, you know, I got let go because I was a permanent sub. And then they called me back and said, hey, how about doing this? And I said, sure. So it all worked out, I think. Did, you start, did you start at language arts? or? I start, well, it was language arts. I started with reading. Mm -hmm. I did 7th uh, and 8th grade reading. And then it turned into a language arts, English and, and reading and all that fun stuff, speech. Well, you've been very active within the school. What are all the things you've like coached or helped? <laughs> you've gone through a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. I've uh, coached a number of sports uh, for a number of teams. I started out with football. I volu yeah. actually volunteered. You know, you couldn't get on the get on the coaching staff, so I volunteered. I think for my first couple of years, and then I started through the middle school with football, and then um, high school football. And during high school football, the wrestling coach I didn't. Didn't have much experience, but they said they needed a warm body, so I jumped into wrestling. And then over the years, I, over the years, I, uh, you know, got to actually understand wrestling and be able to coach it. Hopefully, you know, a little bit better. And um, then I hit track, boys track, girls track again through the middle school and up into the high school. And currently, I'm um, I'm working with a boys high school. I'm a boys high school track assistant. Well, we're really grateful for your activeness within the school. Well, thank you. If you look in the trophy case, too, you can always see Mr. Knott with a goatee back in the... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't gray either, so... So from coaching football and wrestling, uh, what are some favorite memories you have? Oh, the there, you know, the, the coaches that went through and the students and the student-athletes that went through, I think, are my favorite memories. Um, obviously, football, you know, going to state, Going to the Dome twice has been really nice, being very successful, you know, in the football program. And during the time, the wrestling program, I think we went with, to, with team duels down in Cedar Rapids. We were able to do that and then bring a number of uh, wrestlers to state has been really neat. Working with the kids, you know, seeing them succeed and excel has been is, is an important part of, I don't think, just coaching but teaching as well. It's been fun to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with Catholic Schools Week looming uh, just a few days away here, what do you, as a middle school, have planned for your classes that week? Right. We have, um, I, think, uh, I think there's a movie. You know, we get to go down and, and do a little social uh, movie activity. I believe uh, Cage Ball is in the mix, as well as, you know, the, the ever-popular um, 
Catholic Schools Week uh, Olympics mm-hmm. or whatever that's called. <laughs> so I mean, just you know, things like that, a variety to you know get the kids excited again and, and get them out of the classroom and, and doing things. Um, well, you've been working here for a while, so obviously you've gotten to know your colleagues. What do you enjoy about working with your colleagues? That each of them bring a unique talent and gift <laughs> to, uh, to the school. I, I, feel like, mean, I feel like there's somebody you're trying to point out. <laughs> no, no, no. Anything from organization, you know, keeping things, you know, cool and, and on the right track, you know, not getting too excited about something. I mean, the, the, the staff here just has a variety of gifts that really, I feel, blend together well to make St. Edmund's successful. For sure, yeah. So going off relationships, you've obviously built a lot of relationship with students over the years. Uh, describe how you know those may have impacted your, your teaching experience and how important those have been to you. Right, uh, yeah, a number of students. I mean, I think all students uh, impact teachers, regardless of how big or how small. Um, I think more of them, like in the reflective stage, you think about how did you treat that kid or how did that kid work through that lesson or how did you coach that kid and, 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 and the reactions and stuff. You get different reactions because people are different people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to, you know, to be flexible, to be understanding, to keep the, the student athlete in mind and the fact that they're human, that they're ch- children of God has been big. Now, in my younger, fierier days, I might not have realized that, but over the course with, the, you know, with student help, I've been able to realize that you know students are individual, athletes are individuals, and, and you got to treat them because they're in the image of God. <laughs> so, what's unique about teaching at a Catholic school for you? What is unique? Um, <laughs> being at St. Edmund for as long as I have, and not really, you know, being in the public schools, you know, the uniqueness and stuff. Um, it, the students are great. I don't think I could teach here as long as I have if it, if it weren't for the students being great, the administration being supportive. Um, just the, you know, the, the be able to, to talk about your faith has been big. I mean, there has been issues that come up, you know, I mean, kids have some of the, the strangest questions that come up and then, of course, I'm running to Father Feller or, or uh, Jordan Roberts and say, hey, what, what, do you, what do you say to this? So, I mean, it's a learning experience too. I mean, I continue to learn and grow in my faith as well. I think we're all grateful that St. Evans, not just for the students, but it's for everybody to grow in faith, which is, we've all found out going here, I guess. Yeah, which is important. And I think as students graduate and move on, they're going to realize how, how important their faith is. Such a big cornerstone you know, that you built here, you can take to other places in your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how is teaching here like impacting your faith? Like, you might touch on this a little bit, but... Right, right. Uh, other than the students coming at you, uh, there's plenty <laughs> with questions. I mean, they, and they do have questions, and, and they're, they're interesting, and some of them I just can't answer. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm afraid to answer because I know if I can answer them correctly. But, um, you know, I, uh, the reading, you know, I've had a chance to, I mean, language arts has been pretty much the mainstay of what I've, what I've taught. Uh, religion, I've taught a couple years, and just, again, you know, going over your faith again and realizing how much you didn't know and how much there is to learn. I mean, I think you're going to always learn about your faith. I don't think there'll ever be a stopping point. So, Well, when you first came to St. Edmund, was there anybody who was like really influential to you or like took you under their wing to help you through the system? You know, my sister was there and, and her, actually her, her husband taught here. I think he taught religion or social studies. I mean, they were, they were very helpful to get me kind of acclimated to what was going on. 
over the years, oh boy, there's been you know a number of teachers that that have impacted me. Uh, over when we were with the Sacred Heart Building, there was you know Dave Collison was big. Uh, Jennifer Schomburg helped me you know to get organized and, and, and get things figured out. Uh, her husband Pat Schomburg was the head coach for a long time when I first started out. So kind of getting me, like you said, acclimated or or um, getting me in the in the flow of what. Catholic schools were at St. Edmund big. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you have to have Dick Ty, you have to throw Dick Ty in there. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Allison. I mean, just, you know, just to help keep me on an even keel. I mean, there's just a, a number of people and teachers that I'm sure I've forgotten that haven't. I mean, Michelle Salter, who taught here and yeah. has passed since then. You know, she was a big, Corey, it'll be okay. God will take care of you. Just keep calm, you know, that kind of thing. It's been really nice. For sure, yeah. Well, um, well, I know when we were in your class back in eighth grade, <laughs> boy, here it comes. <laughs> we were scared to death of being of going to your class every day and having to see the wrath of Mr. Nine. And I'm glad that we went through that because now we can look back and we were closer because of it. We can talk to you whenever we need to in sports. Right, right. I think, you know, that whole wrath of Mr. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, um, you know, you set expectations in your classroom. Students generally meet it, and by the end of the first quarter or the middle of the first quarter, I don't know if your class was special, maybe it went into the second quarter, I don't know. But, um, you know, you, you build that relationship and an understanding of what you can, you know, what you can do and you can't do. And I think it's important that teachers grow those relationships with their students eventually. Right. Sure. And building off that, like, once you get to the high school level, I mean, you've matured a lot. And you can just, you have a different outlook on the <coughs> relationships you have with the <coughs> teachers back then, you know. Right, right. And hopefully you understand why maybe we did what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's... Brock, do you have any more questions? I do not. This might be anything for us. <laughs> any spe- specific stories? Or? <laughs> um, you know, not that I can I can say. Right, maybe uh, you'll have to ask me back when I have a chance to to figure that out a little bit. If you want just stories. <laughs> so. Well, with that being said, uh, thank you, Mr. Corey Notton, for joining us today with on segment three of the Galecast. I'm Sean Flattery. And this is Brock Stonick, and thank you for joining. It's great to be here.